you are listening to Herbs' Video Vault on Anchor.fm. to the video vault this week oh boy this week this week good grief uh is perhaps one of the worst movies of all time and that is 1987's jaws the revenge now i absolutely 100 percent I hate this movie. It is lazy acting. It is horrible writing. It is a stupid BS plot that makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever. Sharks do not seek revenge. Like the tagline of this movie is this line. This is where my tongue stops working. Is this time it's personal. Sharks don't take things personally. Remember that line from Jaws 2 when Brody's asking the doctor about the whale, like, with the whale, you know, if the shark was destroyed, would another one come and take its place? And we already hear the line of, sharks don't take things personally, Mr. Brody. So whoever wrote this flaming trash of a script um, had probably never seen Jaws 2 and completely didn't even know that line existed. But anyway, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your soda, as we delve into the water for a fourth time. Thankfully, it's the last time with this franchise. As we go in for Jaws the Revenge. Hey guys, welcome back to the vault. I am um, I'm sorry about the fake out, but I had to put that in there because I just I don't know. I thought it would be something funny. Uh, but anyway, we are looking at a great steaming stinking pile of absolute garbage of a movie in Jaws: The Revenge or Jaws Four or just plain suck. Um, God. I hate this movie. I hate it. It's it is so bad. I can already hear some people saying, "Well, what are you reviewing it for? If it's so bad." It's like, well, it's a sequel. It's part of this part of the you know, franchise that I'm doing, so I have to do it. You know, I've done the other three, but it's kind of stupid to not do the fourth. Uh, so yeah, Jaws: The Revenge. God. Um, there is so, 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 so much wrong with this movie. Uh, the writing is bad. The acting is bad. Uh, the shark looks like crap. The plot makes zero, zero sense. Um, the ending, what the hell? Uh, we'll get to all this. So, released in 1987, this is the fourth and final installment of the Jaws franchise. Thank God for that. Until, of course, you know, eventually it's going to happen. We're going to go, well, you know, we're going to get, we're going to do a remake or we're going to do what they did with Halloween, you know, the original Halloween. Well, we're get, the new version we're going to do is, is a, a direct sequel to the first, all the other 
sequels that have come out are just going to be completely obliterated. They're not, they're irrelevant. They mean absolutely nothing. They didn't exist. And um, we'll go from there. Actually, if they do that and they actually do it right, it might actually look pretty good as long as they end. Don't go overboard on CGI with the sharks for God's sake because they just make them look too preposterous. They just move too quick and whatever else. Again, a good use of a CGI shark is watch The Shallows. That's a, that's a great movie. Watch it. I'm going to review it at some point on this channel. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great movie. Watch it. Trust me. Anyway, Jaws the Revenge. Oh, God. So, can we technically maybe call this a Christmas movie because it does actually take place around the Christmas New Year period? Can we do that? I'm going to do that. It, it's, a, it's a Christmas movie. It's, it's, it's like Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Come at me if you want. It's set at Christmas, ergo it's a Christmas movie. It's got nothing to do with, yes, it has nothing. We all know the traditional Christmas movies are fluffy and Santa Claus and Jeebus. It's, it's a Christmas movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's a bad Christmas movie, literally. So, again, we're at Amity Island. We have the shark POV opening, what we've seen 17,426,587 times. Those numbers don't add up. Sean is now a grown deputy, grown up man. He's a deputy of Amity PD. Uh, Roy Scheider's Martin Brody is not in this movie, and because Roy Scheider actually had the smarts to say, no, I'm not doing this movie. I've done two, I'm not doing any more. So, they kill his character off. They say um, he died in between movies of a heart attack. Okay. And that it was the um, the fear of the shark that um, that killed him. Um, okay, now um, he's killed the thing twice. If he's freaked out that much by it, that's a pretty delayed reaction for it. He's like, oh, it it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. This whole plot makes no sense. So, anyway, Sean goes out to investigate some um, wood that's adrift in the channel and stuck on a marker. I guess it causes problems for fishermen when they come back in early mornings with their catches. And he ends up as Shark Chow. Uh, now, one thing I never actually realised until I was until I saw I think it was either Nostalgia Critic or Chris Stuckman's. Um, review on it way way back the first time we see the shark attack Sean there's blood already in the water okay um, how exactly does that work does the shark just make blood magically appear out of nowhere and uh, I don't know anyway so Sean is Sean's eaten. Um, you know, Alan Brody has once again played by Lorraine Gary. You know, has the um, unfortunate task of identifying the body, and you know she's in shock. She's shaken up about it, but oh my god, the acting in this movie stinks. 
with the exception of Michael Caine, who's in this movie. This is what he called a um, a paycheck picture. He just basically he basically did this movie for a paycheck and bought a house. That is the only reason for doing this movie, and he's actually the only deemable thing of this movie. I'll explain why a little bit later. So after Sean's funeral, Alan goes with Michael and I've forgotten the wife's name and their daughter Thea and they go to the Bahamas. Now Michael at the minute is working as a marine biologist, so he's you know they've got this huge contract. They're studying you know aquatic snails, and well, this we get met, we get introduced to the other fodder in this movie. We have you know we have the other main protagonist Jake, who's kind of, who, who flip flops around character wise. Like sometimes you know he's speaking of yeah fine, but then he, like it's just sort of flick a switch and it's like gets really really agitated like really quickly for pretty much no reason at all we've got uh, two nameless you know research dudes there as well that pretty much don't really do anything um, one drums a bit the other one just sort of like gets kind of annoyed when the shark attacks the boats just Jesus Christ like if you've got a shark attacking a boat wouldn't you be freaking the hell out so anyway um yeah, as I said, so this movie takes place around Christmas time. We have the whole, you know, oh, we've got the whole gift giving and everything, which is, okay, it's, it's kind of a touching scene. The, we get the worst thing imaginable in this movie, not once, but twice. Uh, it's, very, it's a very cheap, very tacky gimmick. It is the dream sequence. Now, the first dream sequence is of Ellen Brody. She's just... Dreaming that she's swimming in the ocean, everything is fine, and then she gets attacked by the shark. And another one comes later on this time with Mike Brody. He has a similar sort of uh, dream sequence about being attacked by the shark as well. One thing that never doesn't get explained is where all of a sudden does Ellen Brody's psychic connection with the shark come from? Like, what is, like, what? Like, she's got this um, obsession, like, you know, the shark has, you know, it came for Sean, it came for Martin. Uh, you know, Michael has a little bit of sense, you know, you can't believe that sharks don't pick out a person. He's like, no, I want you out of the water. You don't, I don't want you doing this job anymore. And, you know, I don't want anyone in my family near the water ever again. And just... The plot is, is going to be like this review. It makes no sense. Absolutely none. Because the, the main plot is the shark swims from Amity Island, which is off of New York. Follows the Brody family to the Bahamas. Right. Right. Yeah, remember what I said about a plot making no sense? 
Yeah, this. Mm. This movie's so bad. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Mm. The shark is, it, oh, it just looks so bad. You can tell it's fake. So the first time we get the big reveal, like, you know, the sharks followed them to the Bahamas. We've got Jake who's down in his little submersible. They're tracking their snails. It's like, the shark just pretty much swims right alongside the little sub, gives it a nudge and goes to the surface. Like, nah, you're not, you're not Mike Brody. You're not my appetizer. And comes to the service and attacks the uh, the boat that they're on. Michael Mike's freaking out. He's like, "Holy crap! Oh my god! What what am I seeing? This like this. Oh, oh!" And the other guy's just like, "Jeez!" Like it's just like so annoyed. It's like, "How dare you attack this boat? You you wouldn't you be freaking the hell out? Like the acting in this movie is so bad." The writing in this movie is so bad, it makes no sense. Uh, God. So this is the sort of punishment I put myself through for you people so you can be entertained. Um, oh boy. So as I said, like the acting in this is very it's so extremely two-dimensional, apart from Michael Caine. Which I'm gonna get into in a minute. So this, after the, the boat attack, this is where you know we have the second of two dream sequences. Again, it's a cheap, crappy gimmick, like don't insult the audience, audience's intelligence, please. Uh, so it's like filmmaking 101, it's the cheapest, it's just the lamest tactic anyone can use. Like, no, oh, we'll just make it a dream sequence. Oh, I forgot the best bit. When they steal an Amity. Michael's, Mike's walking with his wife along the beach and just starts running for no reason. Just no reason. Mid-sentence, he just starts running. Bell! You have someone saying, well, we haven't got this uh, scene fully written, this, you know, script for this scene isn't fully written out yet. Um, you just get to, when you get to this point, just, just, just run off for no reason. Just run off for no reason. Oh, God. This movie. So we have, like, this big um, art piece welding frame art thing being revealed on the beach that Mike's wife has been has has done again I've forgotten the character's name I've, I've forgotten the name um, and the shark attacks again now and so the granddaughter Thea is on, riding on this banana boat having a bunch of fun and the shark attacks so it's like you know it's like it's beelining for a Brody. It's like, you're a Brody. I'm going to chomp it and eat you. And, you know, he misses the kid, thankfully, because it's the one thing you never do. If you want to deter people away from a movie really, really quickly, you kill off either an animal or a kid. They're big no-nos. They're taboos in, in horror movies. They're the two things you don't do. 
because otherwise you end up with the actually I'm not going to say that because because then you end up with something like John Wick but John Wick is absolutely fantastic yeah don't kill kids don't kill animals simple um, and it misses the, it misses the kid and takes you know some unfortunate chick who's sitting on the banana boat behind behind the kid and this is just, this is where it gets completely, completely, completely ridiculous. Because Ellen Brody's just snapped. She thinks, okay, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm going to track this thing down and I'm going to kill it. Somehow. She just jumps on the, uh, jumps on their, res on um, Mike's research boat and just goes off after the shark. So when Mike hears about the attack that happened on the beach, he's like, oh my God, you know, I should have, I should have known, I should have, you know, there's this whole bit of tension, like you knew, like you knew the shark was out there, like what the hell, now, you know, your mother's going off after it. And he's like, wait, what? So they get into a little speedboat, they're trying to see if they can catch up, but they run into Hoagie, who is, again, who is played by Michael Caine, who again is probably the only saving feature of this flaming bag of garbage. Um, they end up going out in his plane and they find where she is. Um, now, there's one thing I, again, I'm going to go back to, I think it was Chris Stuckman's review. That there's something that happens at the end. Well, how do they, you know, they go from one bit to the other miraculously, like, there's a bit in there where Hoagie is radioing his position in. It's like, this is where we are. You know, this is... We need this quick. So that fills up that little hole of how they managed to get from point A to point B. So Hoagie lands the plane. The, uh, Jake, Brody's partner, Brody's uh, research partner and Brody, they dive into the water. It's like, why would you be diving into a water when into the water when you've just seen a massive shark like just like whoop, lunge out towards the boat? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Um, and we get which is possibly the best line in the whole the whole movie is worth watching just for this one bit. Um, Michael Caine's just climbs out, damn passengers, you're all the same, complain, complain. That's not the one that's coming up next. Here comes the shark and it's, it's very non, very nonchalantly, but it is done so well. You, got, you just watch it over and over and it's like, oh shit. Just the delivery of like, it just makes this whole terrible piece of garbage worth it for that one line. So the the shark drags the plane underwater, but doesn't get hope doesn't get Michael Caine because he pops up seconds later onto the side of he's like get me out of the water for for Christ's sake and his shirt is completely dry. What happened here was it took them so long to set up the next shot that. Michael Caine's shirt dried in the sun. You're in the ocean. You could have thrown a bucket of water on him. Oh, Jesus. 
Anyway, they met, they rig up a, uh, they rig up a bit of a, a, a MacGuffin. Again, if you're not sure what a MacGuffin is, it's a plot device. It's a movie plot device. And it's like, okay, well, we got this bit here, and we got, you know, the receiver, we got the signal transmitter here, we got the receiver over here, we get the receiver in inside the shark, it'll, you know, shock it and send it crazy and do something. They never really explained what. It's like, okay, we'll do this, that, that, and the other. And, oh, Jesus. So they get the receiver inside the shark. Um, the shark takes down Jake. Well, I should say Jake, because it's a very, very obvious body double that when they shot the scene, they didn't say to the guy, okay, now you gotta take your you better take your glasses off before we shoot this scene. Ah Got him himmel! The consist inconsistencies in this movie. Ah oh, god. Anyway. So Michael gets the transmitter, he shoots the, he sends the signal into the to the receiver and the shark roars. The shark king roars. Oh boy. Now I covered this a little bit in Jaws 3 after they have the shark growl. Sharks don't have lungs. They don't have vocal cords. Every shark movie that has come out since Jaws the Revenge that has featured a shark roaring. This is where it comes from. This is the stupidest thing ever. Sharks don't roar. They're silent killers. They don't king roar. Yes, I've censored myself. I don't have to worry about doing it in post. I can just not say it. Like, well, verbally I'm saying it. So obviously there's people that can read the lips, but they know where I'm going. Because this movie just is terrible. It is bad. <sighs> but that's not even the best part. Oh. Ellen Brody starts getting flashbacks of things she never saw. Like she never saw Sean get killed by the shark. She never saw Martin go one-on-one. -on -one with the original shark. These are just pointless flashbacks. And speaking of pointless flashbacks, holy crap. Not only do we get like a really a nice little flashback, but we get a complete ripoff of the flashback. And it doesn't work as well as it did in the first one. That's Mike and his daughter Thea imitating the whole face touching thing from Martin and Sean in the first movie. It doesn't work. It doesn't have the same impact as that first one did. If you watch the first one in the first movie, it's like, oh, that's, you know, it's really heartwarming. It's a nice tender moment. This one, it seems forced. It's like, oh, no. This is like, they're just, um, oh, we're going to throw this in to tie with the first one. And I'm hoping they knew that this was going to be the last one because this movie bombed. And I've got enough track because here's the best part. So we've got the shark in the water. It's balancing on its tail out of the water, roaring. 
The roar actually comes from an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. Um, watching the nostalgia critic on that one. He's, he probably breaks it down better than me. And they ram the shark with the, um, the front of the boat. And it blows up. For no reason, the shark blows up. What the hell were they smoking? Sharks just don't, nothing just blows up. God, uh, it's just like, bing, and it just boom, spontaneously combust. What the hell? There is a alternative ending, which you can see on YouTube, uh, or it was even on like certain DVD releases where the boat comes in, actually impales the shark and you know, we see it spewing blood and everything everywhere and then it just, you know, breaks the bow off the boat and falls to the bottom of the ocean and, you know, it succumbs to its injuries and that's it. That makes a lot more sense than a shark just exploding for no reason. And then they, you, they steal the exact same... Uh, shot from the original Jaws after Martin's blown the shark up where it sinks. They use the exact same shot. Oh boy. Everyone, and Ellen gets on the plane, goes back to Amity and realizes happily ever after the end. This movie stinks. It is bad. It is terrible. Do not fucking watch it. Don't watch it. Ignore the intro bit that I do before the opening music. However, say if you haven't seen this movie, you know, go ahead and watch it because you don't want spoilers. Ignore that. Ignore that. Ignore it. Ignore it. Just don't watch the movie. Just don't watch it. It is hor. It is oh, It is so bad. Thankfully, it was the last one that they made. I hope they don't make they never decide well you know what we're gonna make a new Jaws movie no don't do it don't do it the original Jaws is an absolute masterpiece it is well written it is well directed it is well acted the acting in this movie oh my god there's just one there's one part when on the boat the shark's coming for Alan she just stands there and just very nonchalantly just come and get me, you son of a bitch. Like, oh boy. Why wouldn't they have taken maybe a page from Aliens? And, like, actually put some emotion into, like, your dialect, put some emotion into what you're saying. Make it more like, oh, come on, you know, instead of just, come and get me, you son of a bitch. Wanna take a page from Aliens, which had the best line delivery from Sigourney Weaver, is like, stay away from her, you bitch! Like, put some emphasis into what you're trying to say. It's just, 
paper has more depth. Yes, that is right. A piece of paper has more depth than half the dialogue in this movie. Here's, how, here's the easy way to fix that line. Come and get me, you son of a bitch! There you go. Perfect. Put some passion in it. Put some emotions. Like you're wanting to go one on one. You're gonna want. You're wanting to put an end to this thing. Don't just nonchalantly like. Oh God. Ah. This movie sucks. It's it's ah uh, it. I would love to see Cinema Sins do a uh, doing everything wrong with on this. Actually, you know. Here it is for you. Everything wrong with Jaws of Revenge. It exists. That's it. The movie exists. That's it. Ugh. What? Anyway, thank you so much for sitting through my rant on Jaws of Revenge. Uh, thankfully, we get some fun in the next one. The next one is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, I had an absolute blast when I was watching this movie with my buddy Ned from Grey Wolf. And it was fun. Sonic the Hedgehog is what a movie is meant to be. It is meant to be fun. You're, like, you're meant to get enjoyment out of watching a movie no matter what the genre is. Whether it's horror, whether it's romance, whether it's sci-fi, whether it's thriller, whether it's action, whether it's comedy, whether it's biopic, whatever. As long as you, as a viewer, are getting enjoyment out of it, then it's done its job. This movie, Jaws of Revenge, does not. You end up being as bored as hell. worst movies of all time lists it doesn't matter if it's a Rotten Tomatoes list your personal list or whoever's list this movie just blows a massive a massive amount this is the movie that I blame the roaring sharks because every time there has been a shark movie since then for some reason the damn things have to roar like a damn tiger and as I said, like the set, the roar for this one came from an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. So, I don't know. Uh, again, you want a really decent shark movie, watch either the original Jaws or The Shallows, which, you know, came out a couple of years ago. That is a really, really good movie. It's very enjoyable. Hell, even the friggin' Sharknado movies are good compared to this. Now, because I know with Sharknado, it, they fall into the category of so bad that they're good. This movie falls under the category of it's so bad, it's just bad. Like, I don't know what they were thinking when they wrote this script. But anyway, thanks for spending some time with me in the vault. We'll see you next time around when we have a look at Sonic the Hedgehog.
Bye for now. This has been a presentation of JLH Productions.